Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 67 of the Because Why Not podcast. I think you're going to like this one because it's all about putting an end to shame spirals, letting that S-H-I-T go, letting shame go. It is a five-letter word that should be a four-letter word. And it's so important. Oh my gosh, it is some of the most important work we can do. So I hope you like this episode. I also touch on some thoughts about mental health and mm, pharmaceutical intervention and all kinds of juicy mental health thoughts in this one. So enjoy, leave a review, pass it on to someone you think might benefit and have a great day. Bye. Hi everyone. Well, it's happened. I've broken into the Easter candy and now I feel sick. Uh, I just put together my kids' baskets um, because they're at school um, only for four hours today. They're gone, but it's a luxurious four hours that I'm home just sort of doing odds and ends and just put together the baskets. But the problem is I would have been fine with all of it. They look so cute. I filled some eggs with jelly beans. I didn't even get into the little Hershey's Kisses. I didn't get into the caramel eggs. I didn't get into the Peeps. But I never should have opened or purchased the malted milk eggs. Those are the best, aren't they? Oh my God. They're so good. And these particular ones were huge. And... I just ate about 10 and, um, wow, they were so good, but I feel a little sick. It's crazy how at this age of life, things affect me more. Like I can tell what's happening more. Like I already feel like I have a headache and feel like a little jittery from eating all that sugar. And to know me is to know I am not a plant-based, uh, health nut. Like I do my best, but I had steak for dinner last night, which we do every now and again. And I love sugar. You know, I spent my whole birthday eating a whole cake. Like I, I eat things, you know, like I'm not a super clean eater, but sugar affects me in these crazy ways now. And I think that is, um, about where I am in life, my age, Um, and caffeine too. I've been feeling the last week, like super jittery after drinking my caffeine or my coffee in the morning. And it is like mainlining caffeine. Um, and I'm feeling kind of bummed out because I feel like I need to address my coffee intake. Um, and I love coffee, but I could drink decaf anyway. That's really not that interesting for you, but it's just to say that it's, Um, so true that as you get older, your body changes so much. I'm really experiencing that in my forties more than I have before since puberty, (laughs) obviously. And, um, but I also feel thankful to be so aware of what's going on in my body in a way that I wasn't always, um, certainly wasn't when I was drinking alcohol. I was just talking about that this week that, um, you know, there were years where I was sort of on and off antidepressants and anti-anxiety, uh, different medications for a number of years there. It all started with my, um, depression that I had 
when I was trying to get pregnant was experiencing infertility and that really sent me into a big depression. Um, so that was about 12 years ago, but I was saying to, to Courtney this week that, um, that, what was I saying? Oh, that, um, you guys, why am I losing my train of thought? I have brain fog from eating all the malted milk eggs. Oh my God. Okay. I was saying to Courtney this week that I never knew really if my antidepressants or anti-anxiety were really working and in all likelihood they weren't working as well as they could have been working because I was drinking so regularly and so often. Um, now that's much more something I would pay attention to like, Oh, you really want your anxiety medication to work. Maybe don't drown it in wine six days a week. So that's a very real thing. Um, and so two years ago when I stopped drinking, um, I decided to come off of my, I was on Celexa and, uh, Celexa. Selexa, which is anti-anxiety mostly, anti-depressant, anti-anxiety, I'm not really sure. But um, it's not bad that I was taking it and I wasn't sure. That's what we do. We're like, give us pharmaceuticals. We don't understand what they are, but I just, I'm in pain. Give me that. And that's very much how I operated my life before, you know, my before and after my um, transformation. So I wanted to go off of it to see how I felt. I had never experienced my baseline without it, without alcohol, because I'd never been on uh, medication of that kind ever before I was 33, um, which I don't say um, to sort of be proud about, I certainly wish I could have gotten some help at 16 and, um, and I didn't get any help with my depression then. And I probably could have really used it. Um, but you know, I wanted to experience my life sober and with my brain really steady and see how it was, see if my brain was steady without it. You know, I just wasn't sure. So it's funny. I didn't intend to share all this with you today, but it's funny how I sit down here to record with you about what's going on. And I sometimes think it's one thing and it's another. Um, and so this has been really on my mind this week. And I think it's a great thing to start talking about because so many of us out there are on medication or have been for anxiety or depression. Um, I would say nine out of 10 of the women I know um, are on something currently or have been, or are on the journey of getting off of it or being off of it and moving into this more holistic realm and also trying things like plant medicines, um, doing more experimenting with medical mushrooms. And, um, so I definitely have people in my life who are of that mindset and then people who are of the other mindset and then people who fall somewhere in between. And I am definitely there, you know, I'm in the middle ground. I am really open to whatever can help. Um, and at the same time, I have struggled with the notion that I might need anxiety medication regularly because I have felt a sense of a lack of control and a sense of shame over the 
idea that I might need some support, especially considering that I've gotten sober. It's been over two years, um, you know, that I went through this whole awakening that now I'm coaching people. And I sort of arrived at this point of like, well, I'm here. I'm sort of fixed. Like I fixed myself and I'm fixed. And so when I've struggled throughout the last year or so, not even taking in mind the pandemic really and all the pressures added, I've just thought, you know, I should be able to handle this on my own. I should be able to solve this for me, for myself, you know, because really all these tools that I share with you are obviously tools I use, tools I've used in the past, things that I find to be really useful and beneficial. And, and yet there is this knowingness that I have that for every woman out there, It is a combination platter in your own life of what you uniquely need to be mentally and physically and spiritually okay. It looks different for me than it does for you. And the beauty of it is that we can share all these tools and try different things Um, and we can put together our combo platter that works for us, but what I'm bringing to you here today and what I think is so true is that we have to, like I always say, be willing to change, be willing to try what works for us, be willing to do the work with coaching to shift our mindsets, be willing to exercise and release stress Um, and raise our vibes in that way, be willing to do all the things we need to do. And with medication, with pharmaceutical intervention for the service of your mental health, there is shame associated with that. And I'm saying that I've experienced that as well. So um, actually, um, in my own life, no matter how great things are going and how powerful I feel mentally most of the time and spiritually for me feeling powerful or spiritually fit. One of my favorite phrases, feeling spiritually fit, um, is usually how I go through life now, you know, and it's a very powerful feeling and I feel great. And, and, I have been struggling. I've been having ups and downs, feeling a bit like I'm on an emotional roller coaster. I'll get really hot really fast, meaning not menopause, but like hot with anger, frustration. Um, and, um, and, you know, it's just strange how it comes and it goes because there have been weeks where I've been feeling great. And I attributed that a lot to my consistent, uh, meditation, which I've shared here, my daily meditation helps me in ways that I never could have imagined with feeling inner calm. It feels like the most important groundwork and foundation of my spiritual work. And I continue to believe that, you know, um, but I, I just have been experiencing more emotional twists and turns. And I imagine that to be a combination of, um, my life and the many responsibilities and that I have and the busy schedule I maintain and 
the expectations that I set for myself, which, you know, we talk about expectations here and I will continue to, that I believe that expectations really hold us back. And certainly I have that perfectionist, high achieving striver kind of energy where, um, you know, I can set really high expectations for myself and it can be really a lot of pressure on me and make me unhappy. Um, but yeah, I'm experiencing a combo platter of a busy life, potentially something that exists in my brain chemistry that could benefit from having some regulation. I am not sure, you know, and I may or may not choose to, um, dig into that with my therapist and with a psychiatrist about getting the proper test to see what might work for me rather than going willy nilly into it the way that I did in the past. Like I'm depressed, give me something, you know, and they would give me something not knowing anything specifically about my brain chemistry. Now they're there. Um, I was turned on by a friend about this test you can do that gets really specific about what works with your particular brain chemistry and the needs that you have. Um, so if you're looking into going on medication, talk to your psychiatrist about that. It's, um, a gene test and I can't remember the name, but it's like the genome test or something. Um, but yeah, so I am debating getting that test and kind of seeing like during this challenging time in life, like my particular life, that's busy, busy working mom, building a business kind of life. Um, you know, lots going on with aging parents and with my family and you just whatever. It's just, I don't need to quantify it. I have a busy life as many of us do. Could it help me to have added support? Because sometimes, um, we can do all of the work with coaching and with reading and listening to podcasts and seeing our friends and getting good sleep and eating healthy and not drinking copious alcohol. And it doesn't feel like enough. So if you're someone out there like me, just know that it's okay to have a combo platter of help. You know, there are people for whom doing the spiritual work is powerful enough. It's just what they need. And I think that's amazing. And I love being a coach. And there are so many wonderful, powerful benefits of receiving coaching and results that you can get. Um, And, you know, like the work that I do as a mindset coach to work with women to release limiting beliefs, you know, and to work on releasing self-doubt and getting rid of shame and guilt um, and stepping into self-worth and tapping into your authentic self and all in the service of feeling better and having greater inner peace, all of that. That is really important, deep work, and it works. But I want to say here, because one of the most important things that I will continue to say that I feel is such a huge component of um, everything I, I do, I'm learning, is that we need not feel shame or carry shame about what kind of help we need. If it goes beyond coaching and we need a psychiatrist and we need medication or if we need um 
many different kinds of alternative therapies, or if we want to go down the road of trying plant medicine, you know, and go have a spiritual trip on ayahuasca and, you know, solve the problems of our childhood trauma, um, or, you know, cleanse the, cleanse the effects of our childhood trauma, whatever it is, we have to remain curious rather than critical of ourselves. And, you know, for me, I'm just doing this digging about myself all the time in service of myself and others, right? And what I want you to hear from me is that I have been going through a time where I've thought, wow, like, do I need some added support? And what does that look like? Because, um, yeah, mostly I don't, I don't resonate with feeling depression. I haven't felt depression since 2009, again, in the height of my fertility struggle. Um, but I have had anxiety of varying levels throughout the years. Um, and now mostly what I'm experiencing is this sort of baseline anxiety and overwhelm and a feeling that, um, that I can pop like pop off like a top, you know, just more easily than I would like to. So, you know, it's complicated guys, because as busy moms and busy women, we have a lot on our plates, especially at a certain stage of life. So on the one hand, I think it's really normal and common and relatable and okay to feel overwhelmed. On the other hand, we don't have to suffer through it. That's why there are so many resources out there and we have to do what's right for us. So I started talking, or I mentioned earlier about the shame, like about not feeling shame about needing extra support in your life, whatever it is, therapy, psychiatry, you know, getting some intervention with taking some actual anxiety medication and not just relying on uh, yoga meditation, but not feeling shame about that. And shame really is this beast that holds us back. I've been doing so much digging and work on this recently in my own life and in my work with coaching and with women, women I coach. And, um, it, it's amazing what's mirrored to me, you know, that we are all experiencing, which is this shame. And what it does is it, it, it really keeps us from having the strongest, best relationship that we can with ourselves first. And two, it holds us back from moving forward in our lives in ways that we want to, because it keeps us from being powerful. It's sort of like having chains on our wrists and ankles. If we are wearing a cloak of shame, then we believe something to be wrong about us based upon things we've done in the past or ways that we are living our lives now. And so what happens when we feel bad about ourselves and we are you know, neck deep in sticky, disgusting shame mud, we are powerless. We cannot move. We are being held. 
And it feels really, really bad, doesn't it? I mean, it feels really bad. And what purpose is it serving? So if we stop and think about something that you feel shame about. So how does that feel? Shameful, of course. But I can, for me, I'll speak for myself, I can feel it in my body. It used to kind of wash over me like a warm flood, not in a good way. That sounds like it would feel like a warm bath. It didn't. It felt warm and uncomfortable. Like it would be a shame shower. That's what it felt like. And it would be about, you know, waking up and wondering, what did I say last night? What did I do? Am I going to be in a fight with my husband? Is he mad at me? Um, or I would feel shame wash over me about spending a lot of money that I didn't have to spend or shouldn't have been spending. Um, I would feel shame when I would, uh, be open and honest and authentic about something I felt or do something openly or honestly, God, the way I do every single day now. And I would feel shame over it. Cause I thought, what will people think? What will my parents think? What will they say? You know, that's something we can carry on into our adulthood. I mean, I'm 45 years old and it's only been a couple of years that I haven't thought, what will the quote unquote grownups say if I'm open and honest about my life? So I can feel it in my body um, and it feels so uncomfortable. It kind of can make me feel sick um, and it definitely holds me back uh, from 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 being exactly who I am, you know, cause if I'm feeling shame about sharing openly, then I'm holding myself back from sharing openly. Um, and when I release myself from that shame and I do share openly, which is what I did when I started this podcast over two years ago, it was my form of ripping off my bandaid and just putting myself out there and crossing my fingers. Um, you know, we can do anything in life when we remove it from our, from what we're feeling. And we are capable of that. We are capable of removing it. So I've done the deep work of removing my shame over my drinking. And I've shared my story so openly because I knew that it would help other women. But I recognize that there are other things that I feel shame about. Like just this week, I have felt shame that my mood has been unstable, shame about my mental health potentially not being as strong as I want it to be at this moment in life. So I have felt shame about barking, even yelling, screaming at my kids when I lost it with them this week. I feel deep shame when I get angry at them. Um, and I berate myself about being out of control and being a bad mother and crushing their spirits and ruining their lives and knowing that they're going to be in therapy in 10 years. I mean, first of all, everyone should be in therapy and it's okay if they are. And, um, you know, I am not ruining their lives, but we tell ourselves these stories, you know, and that's certainly what I do. That's part of the shame spiral 
as we all love to call it, like, oh, I'm in a shame spiral. Maybe you've never heard that term, but that is very much something that I would say someone who drinks too much does or someone who um, binges food or whatever it is. You know, you end up in a shame spiral about it and it's hard to get out of it because you're telling yourself this story of how bad you are, you know? So it's just this crazy thing that we place on ourselves and that if we're willing to let go of and we do the work of removing it, that we can strengthen our relationship with ourselves because we are really loving ourselves for who we are in this moment. We are uh, focused on moving forward. We are not entrenched in the past and what happened. You know, sometimes it can feel hard to get over the past, but we have no control over the past and it's in the past and we can't change anything. So beating ourselves up about what happened serves no purpose. And that is a lot of work that is important to do is being where we are and moving forward and not, um, getting into the past, but that's a piece of shame or that is one kind of shame that I see a lot of women carrying around. I feel shame over things I did in my twenties. I feel shame over relationships I had. I feel shame over the way I treated my body 20 years ago. I feel shame over something that I said to my friend. I feel shame, all these things from the past. Um, and we carry them around like baggage and they are heavy bags, really heavy bags to carry really heavy. Um, so yeah, I just, I want to keep talking about this, about how, if we recognize what we are feeling shame about first and foremost, Okay. It could be anything. I could be feeling some shame about having just crushed half a bag of malted milk eggs. So that's why I shared it with you in a joking way. Like I ate all the malted milk eggs, but there's a part of me that's like, ugh, why do I do that? Like, why do I eat all the sugar? You know, a lot of people struggle with that. They eat all the things and then they punish themselves. Oh my gosh, that's such a huge problem and shame spiral. Um, Now I know there's work to be done there of like, you know, behavioral stuff. Why do you eat that way? Why are you hurting yourself in that way? And it's sort of an addictive behavior or can be in the same way that over shopping can be overspending, over drinking, like hyper, uh, being a hypersexual person, you know, there's all that kind of stuff. But even as you're, if you, if you relate to any of those sort of excessive behaviors, you still can do the work, even if you're in those behaviors of removing shame. So, um, yeah, it could be, it could be smaller, big guys. It could be that you're still drinking a lot and feeling bad about that. It could be that you, you know, ate too many malted milk eggs. It could be that you feel shame over, um, something you said in a conversation with a friend recently. Uh, you could feel shame over not having succeeded, um, at something in the way that you wanted to. 
You can feel shame about having been laid off from a job. You could feel shame about being, um, struggling with infertility. You could feel shame about not having as much money as you think all your friends have and not being able to keep up. You could feel shame over sleeping in and not exercising. I mean, people can feel, we as women, uh, allow ourselves to feel shame about any number of things. I mean, I sometimes will make myself feel shame over like, oh my God, I listened to five podcasts this week about Bravo and all this trash and I haven't done any sort of personal growth this week, but like three hours. I mean, it's crazy. You know, the stuff that we can allow ourselves to feel shame about, um, if we, if we let ourselves. And so, yeah, again, just to highlight that it's this emotion that hurts and holds us back, doesn't serve any real purpose. Very, very similar to guilt in that way. Can you feel that? Like feel something you feel guilty about and what purpose does it serve to feel guilty? Think about shame, something you feel shame about. What purpose is that serving you? Is it solving anything? You know, is it making you feel better about what happened? Is it helping you figure out how to move forward in your life and do things differently next time? Is it bringing you inner peace? Is it real or is it made up? That's the important mindset piece about it. That, you know, just like our thoughts that are just things, they're not real. They're things that we create and that we're in control of. Shame is something that we create. You know, we take that on. I would venture to guess that we don't live in a time and didn't grow up as much in a time, most of us, where people were saying, you should be ashamed of yourself. I mean, that may have been something that some of our parents said to us, but I guess I just want to make the point that um, it's seldom, it's seldomly the case as grown women that anyone else other than ourselves is causing us to feel shame. So we are doing this to ourselves and we are capable of removing it. And I want to say from personal experience, and this is a wholehearted, 150% true, real statement that I have set myself free of the shame I feel from my drinking And things I said and did and felt and experienced and whatever during that time of my life. Um, How did I do that? I decided to. I decided to. And there were many months where it was uncomfortable. Um, It was not easy from the get-go. But I just kept moving one step in front of the other saying, this is what's going on with me. This is how I feel about it. Um, and I am not carrying around shame and it's gotten easier and easier and easier day by day, month by month, and now year by year. And so that 
is something I really have been able to do. And as I've said here, I still have things in my life that I can easily feel shame about and that I have to do work around. Um, and it's worth it. You know, it's worth it. It's worth it to just eat the eggs and feel like they were delicious and not feel shame about it. I really do legitimately feel more of a sugar headache right now than shame about it. But I do relate to the feeling of emotionally eating when I'm stressed out and then feeling shame about that. And I'm really working on that. And I'm working on releasing shame when I get frustrated with my kids. But I'm also working on not yelling at them. And that sort of comes full circle to this whole conversation of like, got to keep up the medication or meditation, maybe add some medication. I don't know. Um, You know, just being open, being curious, but speaking to myself with kindness, treating myself with care and not berating myself if I need additional help. You know, we all, as I said, need to create our own poo-poo platter. I love a poo-poo platter. Did you ever get a poo-poo platter at Chinese restaurant when you were a kid? And it would have like some egg rolls, some dumplings, some little like skewers, um, some wontons. And it's a variety. I love variety. Don't we all love variety? And that's what we need for our mental health and spiritual fitness and, um, physical wellness and mental wellness and all of it. We are complex creatures. There's no one answer. Um, and you know, I obviously share here what I do because I want you to be able to find things that work for you too. And you may be able to relate to what I'm saying. And of course I believe in the power of of coaching. And that is a big thing. And also in the power of words, really, I record this podcast and this may be, I record it because I love it and I want to help other people. Um, and I help myself by doing it too, but sometimes just listening to words can be really healing. Listen to things that make you feel good and listen while you're taking a walk. Um, but I really encourage you for a little homework at the end of this, this episode to think about one thing or two things or even three things that you feel shame about currently or that you can often um, feel shame about or that you have in the past and really get into the feeling of that in your body and of what that felt like and um, maybe do some writing about what was the thing you felt shame about? How did it feel? How did it manifest in your life, right? What was your experience like with having the shame? And do you feel that it served you any purpose to feel the shame? Was there a positive outcome or how were you able to let it go? Have you been able to let it go? Are you willing to work on letting it go? And that is all about the mindset work of when it rises up, Stop and notice that it's there and you can even identify it. Shame, shame. I feel shame, feel shame over yelling at my kids. And you can maybe imagine that you're putting it into a box and you can close the lid and you can put it on a shelf and say, I see you. I see that you're here. You're not serving any positive purpose in my life. 
You are not keeping me safe. I am keeping me safe by putting you on the shelf. So thank you for your service. You are not needed. Bye. And you have to kind of do that work of really over and over and over and over naming, acknowledging what's there that's hard and, um, you know, reminding yourself that you don't need it. You don't need it. So there are a lot of things we do need to make us feel good. And there are a lot of things we don't need that make us feel bad. And I guess maybe that is the common thread in all of this. Do you think so? Um, I really hope it's helpful for you to hear me talk through the shame stuff. I'd love to hear if it's helpful for you. Um, and you know, you can always reach out to me directly on Instagram, um, at I am Grace Beeson. Um, you can always email me if you want to. Um, it's grace at gracebeesoncoaching.com. And I'd love to hear about topics that you want to hear more about because I want to help you really level up by looking inside of yourself. That's what we want to do here. Um, so I think that's it, y'all. I'm going to get my kids from school and kick off this Friday, go visit my mom at her assisted living home and bring her a little Easter package. And, um, we're heading into spring break here. And I got to tell you, it feels like senior spring. Like I feel itchy, like I'm chomping at the bit and like I'm crawling out of my skin. And I feel like that feeling of, oh my God, I cannot sit in one more class. I must be outside rolling in the grass, you know, whatever we did senior spring. <laughs> But that's how I feel. I'm like, oh, I just need to be set free, set free. I feel so free in my spirit. Now I want to feel free physically from, you know, the, the chains of schedules. So I'm looking forward to a week free of schedules. We all need that, even if it's a day. So anyway, I love you all for being here. I send the biggest hugs. Take some time for yourself. Even if it's listening to this podcast while you take a walk. I love that. And um, I hope you get some Easter candy if that's what you want. Unless you want a plant-based Easter basket, then great. Good for you. You will have healthy digestion and no sugar headaches. But either way, um, turn your attention to yourself and being kind to yourself, talking to yourself in a nice way but really strengthening your relationship with yourself, the most important relationship you have by being willing to identify what you're feeling shame about and start doing the baby steps every day of releasing it because little by little, a little becomes a lot and we all just have to keep going. And I am right there with you. So thanks for listening and um, I'll be back with you again soon. Bye. Yeah.